0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's a tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently to get a taste of what they're truly all about. You can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. Moondog and Good morning. Welcome in. As the thunder rolls behind me, we got storms apparently coming in today. Uh, it is Mike in the morning. It's great to be with you as uh, as always. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part. i got a handful of things I want to talk with you uh, about today and uh, don't really have a whole lot of time to do it. So I'm going to try to get through it as fast as I can. Number one, the name, image, and likeness rights bill in Mississippi is now state law. But can they actually benefit? From that, I mean, what does this actually mean? Nobody's really given me a hard answer. I think this will end up not being not meaning anything right now, but it is, a, I think, a good move, a good step forward here in the state. I'll explain what I mean here coming up. The final four has been set. We had two games last night, one of which was an absolute blowout. Gonzaga is just unbelievable. Just absolutely, I mean, just unbelievable at this point. 29 of their 30 wins. They've only played 30 games. 29 of them, they've won by double digits. We are seeing the most dominant run maybe ever in college basketball history. And finally, I got asked a question last night about a particular, very popular recruit. And um, I'm going to answer that question for you today. But first, before I get into any of that, I do want to remind you, to uh, so subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching on stream, this is on YouTube. I know it's a lot of your uh, preferred method of choice. Just search my name right there. Uh, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. It is free for you. And if you are uh, watching on stream, this does get uploaded in podcast form. So if you missed one, you can catch it every day. Uh, Mike in the morning on iTunes. Just search my name and Spotify. Uh, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. I would very much appreciate that. And then also follow me on all of the social media channels. So here we go. The name, image, and likeness law was uh, signed, I guess, yesterday, uh, late yesterday. And starting this summer, Mississippi college athletes, according to state law, will be allowed to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. So what does that mean? Name, image, and likeness, if you don't know, I've talked about it a lot. But in case you don't know, it is – where a system in which the schools do not pay the players. They still get their scholarship. The schools don't provide anything other than the scholarship and and everything that comes with that. But it allows the players to use their own name, their own image or an image that looks like them, however they see fit, which means they could do an endorsement for like a local car dealership. They could Uh, I know social media advertising is a big thing now where you if you have enough followers, you can set up your page to where like ads will run on it or pre-roll videos or something. Or uh, a company pays you for a shout out or you could run a camp and make money for it or teach lessons and make money for it. Sign somebody's helmet and get $100 for it, that kind of stuff. It, It would allow those things to happen. That's what name, image and likeness is. It's about not the schools paying the players but just allowing them to seek endorsements or something like that if they so choose that will be this summer law in the state of Mississippi Mississippi college athletes can benefit from their name image and likeness they join a handful of other states i know Florida's one i think Oregon if i remember correctly is going to be signing one into law here soon uh, about half the country has either signed into law will sign into law or is proposing a name image and likeness rights bill Uh, in their state, about half the country. You've also got a handful of federal legislators that are working on something right now, although it's uh, moving a little bit slower. If you know me, you know that I, by nature, uh, am a bit of a capitalist. I think that if you are an adult, like these college athletes are, they are voting age, they're adults, you should be allowed to use your name however you see fit. The free market should dictate someone's worth, not some group of millionaires sitting at an NCAA committee table in Indianapolis. I am, I, I support the free market. I think these are adults. I think they have value, and I think they should be able to seek that value however they see fit. And so, I support this. I, I think that name, image, and likeness should have been something that was done a while ago. I think the NCAA should have done this a while ago, but because they have incompetent leadership here we are where states are taking the matter into their own hands my question with this law though is how does it circumvent ncaa rules because at every level they've said this law the NCAA, it circumvents ncaa rules that mississippi college athletes can do this and they won't get in trouble by the ncaa my question is how and nobody's been nobody's given an adequate answer to that nobody's explained how the the the, legis- the state law in Mississippi um has power over the NCAA. Because here's the problem with this: Old Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, they agree, they enter into an agreement with the NCAA. They joined the NCAA, which is not a government entity. It is an organization that Old Miss and Mississippi State and Southern Miss choose to be a part of. And when you choose to be a part of that organization, you choose to follow their rules. And so, how does this state law circumvent NCAA rules to the point where Ole Miss and Mississippi State aren't breaking them by allowing their players to get paid? I I, I cannot think of how that's possible, and nobody that's been involved in this can explain to me how that's possible. Again, I, I support. The idea, I think the people who made this law, and I appreciate the governor for signing it because I think it's the right thing to do. I think they should be allowed to do it it's It's a joke to me that a college women's basketball player who's got forty thousand followers on Instagram can't cash in on that I, I mean a regular student that has forty thousand well they wouldn't get to forty thousand followers on Instagram, but a regular student can do this. a music major can teach lessons and get paid for it somebody on academic scholarship can tutor for money and it'd be fine but a women's basketball player can't run a camp in her hometown and get paid for it that's a joke I've so I support this I think it's the right thing to do but nobody has answered that question how does this circumvent NCAA rules because Old Miss and Mississippi State and Southern Miss have entered into agreement with the NCAA to follow their rules. The the state of Mississippi has no power over the NCAA, right? Am I completely missing something here? That's what I can't figure out. And nobody's been able to give me an answer, is how does this circumvent NCAA rules? Because right now, if I were Ole Miss, if I were Mississippi State, One, I would tell my players I'm glad this is happening because I would love for you to do this, but also I wouldn't do it yet because there's nothing that says that the NCAA can't punish you for doing that. It is currently not illegal for, we'll just use Matt Corral as an example. It's currently not illegal for Matt Corral to get sponsored on Twitter or Instagram or whatever has the most followers. It is currently not illegal. For Matt Corral to to come on down to Jackson and get 100 kids to give him 50 bucks and he teaches a quarterback camp. That's not illegal right now. He can do that. But then the NCAA will rule him ineligible. It's not against the law currently. It's just against NCAA rules. Zach, you say you can't just look at it as a quote Mississippi law though since it's half the country forcing the NCAA's hand, they won't be able to just ban postseason play in 25 states. That's the thing here. I had uh, um, a follower on Twitter say, um, it doesn't matter the law in any state, players would still be ineligible if they accept. What it does do is pave the way for them to file suit and force the NCAA's hand. It's more of a chess move. That was was Neil on Twitter. Uh, So thank you for that, Neil. Um, That's got to be it, but... That's the only explanation that I can I, I can understand because the whole yeah Matt Corral can go sign an endorsement in July oh, I I wouldn't do that yet I wouldn't go down that road yet if I were Matt Corral uh, if I were Keith Carter and John Cohen and Jeremy McLean I would not I, I would want a lot more clarity uh, than when, what we've got right now um and this all could have been avoided. It's going to get kind of messy, especially around here. Again, I don't think anything's going to happen right away. I agree with Neil and Zach here. Uh, I think it's more, it's more of a chess move, at least you hope so, than an actual uh, reality for student-athletes in this state right now. But this whole thing could have been avoided. Years ago, everybody could have seen this coming, I think. Uh, at least they should have. I mean – you know, I'm not even 30 yet, and four years ago, I mean, I, I knew nothing. I still know nothing. A little bit more than I did four years ago, but uh, I knew then it was coming. I mean, I talked about it on the radio. It's name, image, and likeness rights are coming. That concept is swaying more and more in the favor of the athletes than ever before, and and you could see it coming from a mile away. Twenty years ago, nobody would have dreamed about that. Five years ago, it was becoming a little bit more of a mainstream idea. And then over the last few years, more and more people are okay with it. As long as, and this is what I've heard from most people, as long as the college model is preserved, as long as it's scholarship-based and the schools aren't paying the kids, then whatever. I mean, whatever. That's at least maybe... the. My circles are different than yours, but everybody I interact with is basically like, yeah, as long as it's not the schools paying them and it's just like Instagram ads or whatever, then I'm fine. You know, free market, all that good stuff. Uh, And I support that. They should have seen this coming from a mile away. And yet here they are dead last, you know, I, I mean, Mark Emmert and the leadership of the NCAA could have done something about this. Instead, the states have taken it upon themselves. And now you have a bunch of different states with different laws being enacted at different times. And then you've got a senator and a congressman at the federal level trying to work on a name, image and likeness law. Instead, all the NCAA had to do was a few years ago when this was an inevitability, just change their rules some to allow this to happen because it was going to happen eventually instead they just dragged their feet and dragged their feet and dragged their feet and now more and more people are starting to render the organization itself completely obsolete they could have avoided this all if they just had one person with half a brain in the office in indianapolis but apparently they don't because everybody saw this coming but when i'm asked you know what does this mean right now will matt corral be able to i keep using him as an example because i think going into this season I. I don't think. I know he's the most high-profile player in the state of Mississippi going into this football season. Um, More people nationally know who Matt Corral is than any other player in the state right now. I think that's fair. Um, So I just keep using him as an example because he would probably be the athlete that would benefit the most from this, at least right away. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you're going to see players in this state accepting money for endorsements or doing anything like that. I think this is... What Zach and what, what Neil said to me uh, earlier, right before I hit live here, um, that it's more of a chess move. It's a pressure thing. It's not an immediate impact thing. Because, like I said before, the three schools, major schools, I mean, most everybody in the state plays under the NCAA, but you enter an agreement with the NCAA. You are not forced to be a member. You don't have to be. There's other options. You don't have to be a member of the NCAA. You could probably argue it's a monopoly, but you get my point. It is a membership that you willingly agree upon and enter into. And no state law can preside over NCAA rules as far as I understand it. Because it is not currently against the law for Matt Corral to endorse a car dealership. So uh, what has changed today? I don't know. I will try to get answers. I have asked a lot of people. Nobody really knows for sure. And that's a problem to me. Um, This being signed into law, people involved in this should know and they don't know. Um, So maybe I'll get some answers. Well, we will see. I just my my brain just can't figure it out (laughs) on its own. But I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do. I just don't know if it's going to actually be a thing just yet. We had elite eight basketball last night. Uh, Gonzaga, like I said earlier, just flat out dominated Southern Cal. It was it was just mauling from start to finish. A boring game. And then for some reason, we decided to start the UCLA Michigan game at ten o'clock Eastern time, nine Central. I barely stayed up to see the end of it. Um, Michigan did an it was an absolute choke job. Uh, Credit to UCLA. I mean, I know that. Nick Cronin's a really good story. He was not UCLA's first option. Hell, he wasn't their second or third or fourth or probably fifth option. Uh, he was a fallback plan for sure, but what a fallback plan he was. I, I mean, I saw somebody admitting last night that they were really making fun of the hire, uh, Nick Cronin, to UCLA. And I, I thought, why? He was great at Cincinnati. His last three seasons at Cincinnati before UCLA hired him, he won 30 games, 31 games, and 28 games. He made the NCAA tournament one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times in a row when UCLA hired him. And people I, I don't remember people mocking it, but apparently they did, uh, mocked this hire. He definitely wasn't their first choice, but um, great coaching job from him. I mean, it's a team that lost their last four regular season games and then made the final four. I can't imagine that's ever happened before, but here we are. I mean, they were in the play-in game, which again, is just a really cool story. They had to win one more game than everybody else uh, to get to this point It's an uh, improbable 11 seed. Um, it's the fourth 11 seed in history. To make the uh, final four, LSU in 1986, George Mason in 2006, VCU in 2011, and then Loyola Chicago just a few years ago. It's the third time in five years a double digit seed has made the final four. And I mean, what a story. It's a great story. So, what I'm about to say is not taking away from how cool of a story Mick Cronin and UCLA are. um, They were, because the NCAA releases their seeds, one through 68, and UCLA was like 45th. I mean, they weren't even in the upper half, uh, according to the selection committee, of the teams seated in the tournament. And yet, here they are in the Final Four. It's a cool story. However, Michigan choked. Michigan absolutely choked last night. Uh, That's the story here. Uh, I know, I mean, there was celebrations in the streets at the UCLA campus. Uh, Probably less than 1% of the kids that were partying in the streets have ever gone to a basketball game there before. But, I mean, all that's really, really cool. But Michigan did not score at all, make a field goal, I should say, And the final five and a half minutes of the game. They missed their final eight shots from the field in the game. Michigan choked. That's the story. And it's an athletic department that apparently is filled with people that choke, but especially last night, Michigan choked. That's what happened. That's your story. See if I can find this uh, this shot chart. All right. So with that's the first half. All right. Here we go. The last eight shots, but it, it's when you look at it this way, it makes it even harder to fathom, especially that air ball. So it was a tie game. With 5.23 to go, 5.23 to go, tied at 46. Michigan missed a free throw, made the second free throw, so they were up by one with 4.30 to go and 47 points. With 3.37 to go, missed jumper. Brandon Johns missed a jumper. Franz Wagner missed a layup with 2.58 to go. Hunter Dickerson missed layup. Mike Smith missed layup. Wagner made a couple of free throws. Wagner missed a three-point jumper. Eli Brooks missed a layup. Couple of fouls. Mike Smith missed a three-point jumper. Franz Wagner missed a three-point jumper. End of basketball game. Eight consecutive missed field goals to end that game last night. Brutal. Just brutal, and uh, UCLA is moving on. So those games, uh, they'll happen on Saturday uh, this week, and uh, the national championship, of course, will be on Monday. I don't know how engaged I'm going to be this weekend. Houston-Baylor, I guess um, Baylor's a five-point favorite. Gonzaga, though, 14-point favorite over UCLA. Uh, The reason why I said I I don't – don't feel really engaged is it feels inevitable, right? Like Thanos, the outcome here is inevitable. Gonzaga is going to win the championship. I mean, they are a 14-point favorite in the Final Four. The way they're playing, I mean, I I know people think that UCLA is going to give them fits. I'm sure they will. They're playing really good basketball right now, but my goodness, um, it just feels inevitable. Hopefully I'm proved wrong, though. I would love to see an 11 seed win a national championship, man. That would be awesome. And last thing. Um, I was asked yesterday. And if you listen to the radio show, you know how, how frustrated this makes me. I was asked yesterday where Arch Manning's going to go to school. I mean, it was an innocent question. It was just, you know, hey, hey, Borky, what, what do you think? Is Arch Manning going to go to Ole Miss? And... I am so not looking forward. I mean, it's already here, but this recruitment for Arch Manning is going to be a content nightmare. I mean, it's it's already getting there. I saw a, a TV reporter, I guess based in New Orleans, definitely Louisiana-based, make his top five for Arch Manning. So it wasn't one that the recruit gave. That's pretty common practice in recruiting where a player gives his top five, and top five is relevant because you can have five official visits. Uh, no, this was this guy manufacturing a top five. He admitted it. He just, yeah, this is who I think the top five is. No insight from the player, nothing. Just here's who I think the top five is right now. Um. The amount of stuff I've seen about, you know, where his teammates are going or, or something like that. It's just it is exhausting already. And no, I don't know where he's going to go. Nobody knows where he's going to go right now. I imagine considering who that family is, they're going to do their due diligence. A lot of people are going to get really long looks and be considered and. Maybe he'll make a decision next year. Maybe he'll wait until he's a senior. But I just refuse to name leaders without any real information at all, just manufacture a leader in the recruitment of a high school sophomore. I mean, can can we at least wait until he's on the back half of his high school career before we start going down this road? It's just exhausting. I mean, I, I've even had an Ole Miss fan tell me that um, Lane Kiffin's entire tenure will be judged on whether or not he can sign Arch Manning. and Just what are we doing here? What are we doing here with with stuff like this? What are we doing here making up a manufactured top five for this kid? He's a sophomore. He shouldn't know where he's going to go right now. I'm glad he doesn't. It's crazy. I mean, it's going to be the worst. And it's going to be the absolute worst. There's going to be so much hand-wringing over this. And if he doesn't choose Ole Miss, there's going to be, at least to some degree, some kind of a meltdown. And if he does choose Ole Miss, you're going to see a meltdown because people just can't quite wrap their minds around the fact that this kid, who's literally named after a legend at Ole Miss, uh, whose father, grandfather, uncle, and grandmother all went to school there. I I mean, it's, it's going to be a meltdown either way. It's going to be the most contentious, obnoxious, uh, recruiting maybe in history, especially now in the social media age. And I have a feeling that family's going to handle it pretty well because they obviously they've been there twice with high profile recruitments. So maybe they, uh, they'll handle it better than, than most people do, but it's going to be insane. Uh, and he's just a sophomore, and it's already getting to that point. So, what I'm saying is, I'm going to make a promise to you right now. If you listen to the radio show, if you listen to the Old Miss Focus podcast that I have to do a few times a week, um, or right here on this stream or on Twitter, I will not talk about Arch Manning's recruitment with any sort of seriousness until he has at least completed his junior season. How's that? This time next year. I will start talking about his recruitment with any kind of seriousness. But until then, Zach says Mississippi State 100%. <laughs> oh, boy, you want to talk about heads exploding. Um, I think spontaneous combustion has not been proven or is real, um, but I think it might be if that happens. I think we might have our first case of spontaneous combustion if um, if that's where he he ends up. I will not talk about here. It's my pledge to you. It's my promise. I will not talk about Arch Manning's recruitment unless I'm making fun of it until this time next year, unless he commits between now and then, which I don't, I doubt, but whatever. I mean, who knows? I will not do it. That's my pledge to you. That's my promise to you. I will not engage in the silliness. I will not engage in the stupidity of what it's going to be, what it already is. I'm not going to tell you who the favorites are because nobody knows right now. I'm not going to discredit Old Miss because of his connections there. I'm also not going to say that he's going there because I don't know. I don't know. And nobody else does either. So I'm not going to do that to you. I promise. Um, I may never get on an airplane again, though. I I know you guys aren't big basketball fans. Did you see what happened to the – it was Utah, right? It was the Utah Jazz yesterday. Did you see what happened to them? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to share the screen with you and show you this. Uh, Their team playing – they were flying to Memphis yesterday to play the Grizzlies. And right after they take off, I mean shortly after takeoff, they hit a flock of birds. And the engine – I mean, they smoked these birds, right? I don't know if you've ever been on a plane or seen a plane that that's hit a flock of birds before. Uh, it's pretty brutal. And, they, I mean, they can do some serious damage to the plane. I'm going to show you these pictures, uh, if my screen will load any time soon, um, of what happened to the plane. The The engine was on fire. I mean, that's that's how bad this got. Here we go. All right. All um, right. It's still not pulling up. It's just, man. These TV news sites that uh, that post like regular written articles, they have so much stuff going on on the site that it takes it forever to load. I mean, it, this right now, it's Fox 13 in Salt Lake City is trying to load like five different videos on this page. Yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. This is this is bad. Um. here's the front of the plane. There's the front of the plane. And the engine got smoked pretty bad, too. Uh, like I said, to the point where it was on fire. But apparently, hey, so I have this weird newfound fear of flying. I I just, it makes me uncomfortable. I know how safe it is. I know domestic plane travel is safer uh, than making a daily commute in your car. I'm aware of that, but still it's just something about being in this metal tube, you know, thousands of feet in the air. And my life is dependent on like one guy in the cockpit. And I don't know, it just, something has changed in my life. I used to love it. Now I hate it, but this is the plane. And apparently they had another plane ready to go, kind of soon, but the players were so shook that, like, they had to really like get calmed down uh, before they could get back on a plane and fly to Memphis. I, I mean, that would scare the crap out of me too. They had to do an emergency landing. They had to, uh, it, I'm like, whip it right around and land in the. I mean, the engines on fire, and I don't know if I'd have been able to get back on a plane that day. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And the damage was just, I couldn't do it. So apparently they've gotten to Memphis safe. I, I think they play tonight, right? Um, Utah and Memphis? I should know that off the top of my head, as big of a fan of the NBA as I am. Um, yeah, they play tonight. So they have apparently gotten in safely, but not without some insane, uh, unfortunate, like final destination to kind of luck. Ooh, I would never get on a plane again if I were them. (laughs) I couldn't get back on a plane. You're driving me. You're driving me from Salt Lake to Memphis, guys. I'll see you in the morning. Uh, I'm not getting back on an airplane after that. But anyway, so glad they're safe. Thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in this morning. Uh, Always glad that you are with me. And um, I'll get this uploaded in podcast form here uh, in just a few minutes. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. and I would like—I'm lo- going to ask around. I mean, we're going to try to get some answers about this name, image, and likeness thing, and what it means for Mississippi. I just—I don't know. I think nothing right now, it just because it doesn't add up. So we'll try to get some answers and maybe uh, get a-, a little bit more clarity about what this new law that the governor just signed actually actually means. So y'all have a great rest of your day. I, I guess uh, that thunder's already gone for me, so maybe we'll have a nice afternoon. Um you'll have a good day and uh, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. I'm leave my down on this floor. Oh. A Super Talk Mississippi Damn. Media Production.